Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! And Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. How are you feeling, You're supposed Sam? to say we're back. We're back. No, I know. We're always back. You can yeah. count on us. <laughs> Be back and have your backs, by the way. But we won't talk about that. So, Indeed. <laughs> what's up with you, Saman? How's life? This is a check-in episode. We've had a few guests and we just... who I, I By the way, I loved Sarah's as a yeah. guest, Bird's Papaya. She is like... A trailblazer. <laughs> I could listen to her talk forever. Um, love her. Love her. Um, and we hope you guys like the episode too. Let us know what you thought. Um, this episode, we are coming off of our feelings from, <laughs> from that episode and from, you know, just another week on the intuitive eating journey. And that's what it is, a journey. So we a journey, um, a journey. Yes. So we like love feedback and we love hearing DSDR's thoughts on everything that we talk about. And um, well, this is kind of what we want to discuss. Sammy responded in the Facebook group that like we love this thread, this one specific thread that we're going to reference and that we wanted to talk about it. Um, so that's kind of what we wanted to touch on along with like kind of how we're both doing right now this week. You know, tensions are high across the country. Across and the nation, the land. Across the um, nation. Across the yeah. land. The reason that this was so, um, this thread was interesting to us is because it actually, I think, represents kind of like the number one misconception and general critique that you hear when people talk about intuitive eating. And, you know, it has its critics, obviously. Um, so should we read the comment? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll read it. Has anyone else gotten a little sick of the anti-diet culture talks that seem to be the hottest topic for every fitness slash diet Instagram lately? I'm all about loving yourself and wherever you're at, but I'm getting tired of being told to listen to my body as if that's not what got me here in the first place. Crying, laughing emoji. 
Like I feel that I'm not advocating for crash diets or hating yourself, but it seems like now you aren't allowed to better yourself or want to actively diet or lose weight without being shamed or told to just accept that this is your natural body. Does anyone else feel like this? This trend reminds me of the obnoxious posed versus not posed influencer trend. Like, yes, we're all aware you are human and can push out your stomach and make a silly face in one photo. I think the assumption that we are all mindless followers blindly consuming content is so frustrating and condescending to me. And then there were a lot of comments about it, like some talking about like, yes, I lost so much weight. I feel like um, I feel like a different person. I feel healthier now. And then there are a lot of people are like, well, this is not really about that. So we just kind of wanted to talk about that because, you know, it's also when, when you said like this, this is a common misconception about intuitive eating. I also think it's a like when you're going through this like learning to eat, which is really what intuitive eating is. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you hear this also in your head as a previous yeah. dieter. So it's like, you're, it, you're, I'm reading this thread. I'm like, this is my inner psyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but That's I think it. maybe, maybe the way to frame it, Sammy and I were talking on the side is, is not maybe like, maybe the words intuitive eating sound like, sound like the woo woo. It's what we're really trying to do is learn how to eat again. Dieting once and losing a bunch of weight and then like keeping it off and just kind of maintaining this lifestyle. If that works for you, that's fucking amazing. Like I wish I was you, right? Right. But for us, we've yo-yo dieted our whole lives. Like Like we've said in the beginning of this podcast years ago, I've been on a right. diet since I came out of the womb and right. for be having, having been on the diet, I don't actually know what I, Aileen, inside Aileen likes. Like, I don't know what I like to eat. I don't know what I actually don't like to eat. There's so much learning and unlearning that needs to be done for me to be able to just be. So, right. well, well, I think, yeah. I think, okay. So the, yes, there is a distinction between like a person who loses weight for like once a health reason, like, or that maybe like, this is just, it it felt good for them. And that's what they did. There's a difference between that and what I slash we haven't, you know, experienced in our lives, which I liken. I think the best way to look at this is like looking at it as a recovery process from disordered eating, like as if you are like, I analogize it with like sobriety. So like, for example, when someone becomes sober, they cannot have any drinks. Like they they can't, they have to like in the first year that people are sober, like they have to actually like adjust their lifestyles and see what they're and like can't, you know, maybe you don't want to get certain messages or be around certain people or certain like environments. And that's why, like the when you're starting out with intuitive eating and this recovery process from disordered eating, that's why it might that that is the time to like sort of uh, shield yourself from messages that might be unhelpful in your healing. So yes, it is okay for someone to want to lose weight. Like I have no hate or, or anything Mm -hmm. judgment against that, like at all. Zero, zero. I think we should state, we should state that like very, very clear. Like, yeah, there is no, we have, we don't want to judge anyone for anything. The last thing we want to do is shame anybody for any decisions that you're making. Like, at all like everybody is has their own story has their own intentions has their own you you're you're entitled to do what you want to do so we're not here to 
to bash anything. I just want to say we have compassion for almost everyone. (laughs) Well, I, I think the distinction is that like, we are not here at this point. Maybe when this podcast started, we were trying to achieve a physical goal of becoming healthier or, and losing weight and or losing weight. But right now, like my goal is fully a mental health goal. It is like learning how to have a proper relationship, not pro I don't want to say proper, a, a relationship with food that doesn't cause me obsession. That doesn't like, that doesn't lead me to be upset and angry and feel like, like I'm suffering around food, like feel like I need to cancel plans because I'm afraid of what I'll eat at a dinner to feel angry at myself for the things I ate, to stare at myself in the mirror, looking, am I thin? Am I fat? Like that is a, I see that as something that I'm not a sign that I'm not okay. Like, and, and not, and not my weight. Like when I go to the doctor, like my vitals are healthy. So it's not that I'm doing this like for physical reasons, like it's because I don't want to feel obsessed and unhappy when I'm, when I go about the normal act of encountering food. Yeah. And I think, um, and I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I discovered so many of my habits as I, I, I talked about this, like the, the bottom that I sort of a rock bottom that I hit, like at the intersection of the pandemic and being post, um, wedding and like the panic attack anxiety like spiral that I felt that I thought was due to like the unknown of the pandemic. But when I really, really looked into it, it was because I was I felt so out of control with eating and gaining weight for and I didn't understand why, because I when when really my intentions were to lose weight and it was do it was the opposite. So I really needed to like unpack that and understand like why is why am I feeling like this? And it's like exactly the same thing that you just said, Sammy. It was like I discovered that really I'm feeling the anxiety from being from wanting from dieting, from dieting. But again, that said, not everybody has that. Not everybody has disordered eating. Not everybody has a di- eating disorder. But like, if you, the name of this podcast is Diet Starts Tomorrow. It's this acknowledgement of the binge, the binge diet cycle. Like that's what it is. Um, right. We we eat uncontrollably over the weekend, and then tomorrow, well, not over the weekend, but usually the diet starts Monday, and then Monday the diet goes to help to to eating whatever. But really what we're learning to do is try to understand how to have balance. And a lot of people are like, oh, intuitive eating is just eating what you want. No, it mm-hmm. is not. And it doesn't ignore nutrition. It, 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 you need to know, you have to have the education of nutrition in order to make, um, sound decisions sometimes, but that needs to come after you feel like you've healed your relationship with food, what you really need to, the goal is to have neutrality when it comes to food. Like you can't, you, the the goal is to not put value in lettuce over a piece of dark chocolate. So it's, it's neutrality. And that's the goal. It's not like, it's not a rewarding yourself for eating less calories in a day. It's, and it's not shaming yourself for eating more. That's, that's, that is that, what we want to learn how to kind of fix within ourselves. <laughs> right. Well, the account no food rules had a great post I sent you with the other day um or yesterday and it was so it's I'll describe it. 
it's a side by side picture what people think I eat and she's holding a donut and then side by side is with what I actually eat and it's half a donut and half an apple and her and her caption basically explains what people get wrong about living without food rules like b- about intuitive eating which is that it means that you're supposed to pick the most unhealthy thing all the time but like she acknowledges that yes when you first start this you may reach for like the donuts more because you're trying to build trust with yourself that like it will be there and i have a very i have a good non-scale win to share to that point um about like just personal progress but it's she talks about like gentle nutrition that like sometimes you really do you will want an apple like once you allow yourself to trust yourself that that there that there isn't there don't have to be value judgments on every single food choice you make every bite you take once you learn that like your body will nourish itself right I mean, okay, just to go back again, like if you want me to do like a live reading of the intuitive eating book, like I will, there are 10 principles. One of them is gentle nutrition. That's what it's called. One of them is moving your body. So like nobody's ignoring the health that comes from exercise. Nobody's ignoring the health benefits of eating nutrient dense foods. That's that's why there are so many dietitians these days that follow intuitive eating principles. They they just they want to teach you kind of how to eat. That's really it. They want to teach you how to understand what you like. And then the goal again, neutrality with food. And the hope is to eventually just kind of eat what you need. Of course, there's so many foods out there that are meant to be a, a like over consumed. Like that's why how they're made. Um, nobody's ignoring that. But like if you're obviously if you're eating those foods over and over and over and over and over again, that's not the food's fault all the time. Maybe there's something emotional going on. That's something to unpack. You know, there's, there's so many factors. And again, like, I just want to go back to those principles. A lot of people have said like, again, eating what you, everything, eating whatever you want. Is, is that just intuitive eating? No, that is not. But in one of the first principles, it's allowing yourself to eat whatever you want because that's, the path. That's how you get to neutrality. You need to allow yourself to have the cookie. If you've never, I haven't had a cookie for three years. You know what I mean? Well, it's also learning like what do, well, it's like, do I like something or, or put it on a pedestal? Want to bring back right, the pizza on a right. pedestal? Am I glorifying that food because I actually like it? Or am I glorifying it because my calorie tracker said it was too many, too many calories. And like, it became this treat this like special thing to me. Like I sent you yesterday. I went to the supermarket and I bought like those, those Walmart cookies. It wasn't Walmart, but like, you know, the ones guys like with the frosting on the top, the ones you don't buy, the ones you don't buy. Yes. The ones I learned do not buy. These are like the devil empty calories, empty calories. Okay. I bought them. I was like, I'm going to see if I like them. So I like, I bought them and like, I realized I like the part with the frosting and (laughs) they're not actually good and I don't want to buy them again. Yeah. But like letting myself do that, the power is now gone. Exactly. It gives you the power. Right. That's what it does. It's being in front of those cookies and saying, I don't like them versus I can't have them. Right. And I'm never going to walk into a supermarket and see those cookies and be like, oh my God, I wish those were the the bad cookies. 
neutrality is taking foods off of the pedestal, is getting rid of the pedestal. Everything is an even playing field. Sure, some might be way more nutritious than others. Of course, that's that's a fact based on the ingredients. But you <laughs> but might that want that. Exactly. You do want it. But again, there is a piece of intuitive eating where you do need to allow yourself to eat whatever you want. But again, this is something we want to reframe again. This isn't just eat whatever you want. Let's just call it like food exploration. That's really what you're doing. It's a either allowing yourself to have trying the cookie because you haven't allowed yourself to have it in three years or eating the cookie because you want to have it instead of eating it because you don't allow yourself to have it and you're like binging it because you're just you're afraid you won't get to have it for a while again right it feels like cat food has been the same forever smelly boring made of mystery ingredients that's why you've got to try smalls smalls cat food is protein packed recipes made with preservative free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge and it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens and they took to it right away. It is delicious, it is nutritious, it is easy to serve. Yum, 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 eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping that's the best offer you'll find but you have to use my code dst for 50 percent off your first order one last time that's promo code dst for 50 percent off your first order plus free shipping there's one thing that underlies the entire thing which kind of goes back to us being that we're not anti-losing weight i think people conflate being anti-losing weight with being anti-fat phobia. Because the key thing that allows you to really trust yourself is body neutrality. And, and accepting that fat phobia is a dangerous thing for society, not just for you. Like not just for, like, you might not get treated any worse, but societally, people who are overweight receive worse care. Fat phobia is inherently racist. It affects health outcomes. It is a patriarchal value. And you can have space in your head for someone or yourself to lose weight while also being anti-fat phobia. And fat phobia is a societal thing. The personal decision about losing weight or, or the need to lose weight or the desire to lose weight is incumbent on the individual. So it's about asking yourself, do I want to lose weight because like, because of of like, what are my intentions in wanting to lose weight? Essentially, right. is key, it because the, society yeah. told me I need to be thin, or is it because like I feel like I have, you know, not been eating well, and I've been like feeling just out, you know, out of sorts for yourself? Like, there's a lot of reasons people fluctuate in their weight, and then maybe want to like drop a few pounds. Maybe they've you know been depressed, or they you know I, I don't even want to say it has to be that they've been depressed. Like, we've been much could be more anything. sedentary in the pandemic. It could be anything. Like 
there's nothing wrong with if if that if that doesn't feel like right for you and you want to go back to a body that feels more yourself. There's a difference between that and feeling like you are not acceptable at at a higher weight. Right. Yeah. I think I mean and that's something that we obviously struggle with is the fear of gaining weight for us personally. Well, what do you feel about the fact that like another critique of intuitive eating is that there are a lot of really like thin people thin out pu- there who are the ones pushing it? That criticism of intuitive eating, like I said that out loud over on the podcast, like I feel like this is really only for thin people who can like kind of just, you know, gain 20 pounds and still be considered societally thin, you know, and for, and there was a lot of comments in the thread about like, I'm five feet taller. I'm five, 11. Like I can't afford to just eat whatever I want. I am five foot as well. <laughs> and I am going through those same, that same thing for me, like eating just a hundred calories over what I'm the BMR or whatever that I used to go put in my fucking calculator. Like that would cause me to gain weight. And that is something that is so, so difficult to like grapple with because because it, 100 calories is what we 100 were told calories is nothing <laughs> but then i remember that all of that is is um there are approximations calories on on food is approximated there's like 20% variance um and nothing is perfect a lot of foods have based on the nutrition of the foods, the the way that it reacts to your body is different. Calories aren't necessarily all equal, but in terms of fat loss, yes, they are. (laughs) So like, I don't know, there's just, there's just so much, there, there was just a lot that came out through this thread that I feel like immediately made me like you and I be like, there's a lot of confusion about this. We need to just kind of talk about it. Um, but Sammy and I are in different parts also of our journey of intuitive eating. Like there's, we're just in different parts. I've found that I've, I've done a lot of the food exploration and I've also learned that, that explore, it it kind of doesn't, it's not like linear at all. Like I could be exploring, I could learn that I need to explore like mac and cheese in like five months from now, you know, because I haven't gotten there yet, but I could also be trying to, I, I I'm right now, I'm really, really trying to learn about how to not fear gaining weight. And again, Sammy, we talked about this. This whole thing is about an exercise of trusting yourself. I've never trusted myself. In I've always trusted an external thing, diet, whatever, to tell me what I need to be doing. And just believing that I have the answers is the, is the hardest part. And and believing in that, believing in my my gut, no pun intended, <laughs> but learning about that adds so much value to my life in other places. Having that skill of trusting yourself helps in many, many different ways in like work, oh, yeah. in my relationship, you know, in decision making. Sometimes I'm extremely indecisive and it's because I, I don't trust myself. I don't trust my, right. my immediate, like my thought process. So- well- Okay. So do you remember when we did our intuitive eating episode like two years ago and like I read the book? So I tried to do it back then. And I think that like culturally, I did not have enough support. Like I think that the fact that the culture has come a long way is what's like partially allowing me to do this now. 
also the fact that after reading that book, I went on like I did gain weight and then I went on like a two year wedding diet, basically, um, which ruined me. Like it literally ruined me. And I remember reading in the intuitive eating book that like some people have to try this more than once. And yeah, I feel like this time I feel much more like supported in what's going on. I feel like what I'm doing now is much more like values based. Like, like I, I I do actually feel like I have like an emotion, like a, an emotional and like conviction about that. Like these values that kept me on a diet are bad. Like I don't want to live with them. Also like people, I don't want to speak about like, Hey, like the haze movement or anything, but when people equate like weight and, and physical health, I just know that like, this yo-yo dieting that I'm doing is not, maybe it's, it's not physically healthy for me in the long run. And like, I can't like, I see my mother, like what she's like, I see her path. I don't need to do this. I don't need to be like that. It's not healthy to spend your whole life doing that. And like, I just don't really want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I, I agree. And I also have noticed so many different, like, diet triggers around me like there's there's so much more obvious now mm-hmm. and I would have fallen trapped to them and it's again that it's a discussion of the intention of wanting to lose weight these triggers mm-hmm. for me like I saw I was talking to my friend and when you were like noticing this girl like on social like this tv person like she looks completely different and we were trying to figure out why she looks different fun activity and we were like maybe she got a nose job and i'm like no she just lost so much weight it's ex- it's ex- it's drastic weight loss she's like you're right and then immediately in my head i'm like maybe i should do that <laughs> like that was my that was my first my first reaction yeah. to that and then i i i've never said this to my friend before and i was like it really fucking sucks that this is this is this is my first reaction is that like maybe I shouldn't eat anything. And yeah. then I was like, no. And then she was like, no, eating sometimes pasta's better. <laughs> pasta yeah. tastes better. Yeah. She's like, it's feel it sounds easy at first, but really like the balance is the, what we should strive for. And I was like, yep. And then I moved on. But before, had I got on a diet the next day, diet starts tomorrow, my intentions would have been extern like from that from that picture. It would have been just like wanting to have that, wanting other people to have a reaction to me the same way I had a reaction to that picture. And that was like kind of it. But I am noticing that like, I eat like pretty balanced. Like I make most of my meals. I'm like, I've opened my eyes to the fact that a sandwich is a well-balanced meal. Like I'm, I'm making really good meals. And sometimes I want pasta. Sometimes I don't want pasta. Like last night, Rusty was like, I have this massive chicken parm sandwich from lunch. I can't wait for you to try it. And first, my reaction was not fear because that would have been my reaction um, originally. It would have been like, oh my God, what am I going to, I'm going to eat the whole thing. I just know it. I'm like, it wasn't, I was like, oh, I can't wait to try. But I was like, but I need to make sure that we have enough food for dinner because that's not enough for me. I need to, I know we have, I bought a lot of vegetables. I bought a lot of zucchini and broccoli. I want to make that. And so I made this like really good kind of uh, vegetable bolognese because again, I, in that moment I was like, do I need pasta? I'm not in the mood for it. 
and I didn't put it in again. It was, but if you look at that from like, without my thought process, you might say that I was dieting. Right. Yeah. Right. The beauty is sometimes realizing like you actually don't want all the foods all the time. I imagine like in the group thread, maybe not everyone who's commenting on the thread or reading the group has listened to all the episodes and like witnessed this journey, like as it has played out. But that is really key to the to understanding the whole thing and the whole process. Like any one point on the journey isn't really going to tell you that much. It's more about like, what does the whole thing look like long term? What's the big picture and what point in the process are you? It's not like absolute. In fact, in the book, it says absolute thinking hurts. Actually, you mean live in the pink. Like so many of these episodes, so many of what we talked about in each episode is just like a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole thing. We can't talk about all of intuitive eating with our experience with all of it because we haven't experienced all of it yet. Right. And what we were experiencing three weeks ago is not the same thing that we're experiencing now. It's a process. Like if you listen to the episodes right after my wedding, all I'm doing is talking about how much I want, like all this food, blah, blah, blah. Like, and before my wedding, I'm like, I hate diets. And then I also had the like, should Mm -hmm. I have dieted for my wedding phase? And like that, that too is all part of the process. Like the being unsure is like, it's not like you're either I think that there's also like this because we're also used to like starting a diet at a set point tomorrow, like you, you are not on the diet and then you are on the diet. It's not like you are. It's not like that's not how intuitive eating really is. It's not like you're like doing it one day and then like not doing it the other. It's an exploration. That's it's an exploration. It's a learning. It's a learning how to eat again or for once. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers, 
and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. There's one quote pulled from the thread that I wanted to read. The quote is, if I just listened to my body, I would not be happy or healthy. Question. I want, when you say that out to yourself, you type it out. Where do you, where did you get that idea? Who, why do you think that? Like, that's something I feel like you should ask yourself because I, I thought that before I didn't, it's again, it's, it's a, it's a no trust. I remember like after my wedding, I had zero trust in myself. I was like harassing my dietitian. I was like, how many, how many calories should, should I be having? Like how many macros? Like what, what, what should I be um, eating today versus tomorrow is 1600 calories. Okay. I feel like I'm going to gain too much weight from that. Like, what should I be eating? It was like, compul- she remember I said that she like told me to stop. She's like, you need to stop counting today. It needs you. I'm seeing a, a little bit red flags. Yeah. Like, well, but again, what, that- where did that come from? It, it where did that fit? Where did that thought, where was that implanted in you that you would not be happy or healthy if you just listened to your body? Who, well, who told you that? Because I think it's I don't the think- diet culture. Yes. Diet culture told you that they tell, right. tell us that we will be, we can't listen to our body. We need a plan. We need a plan to tell us how to eat. We are overindulgent American obese monsters. That's what we're being told. Every diet book starts. Well, that's because uh, that's because that's that's because the American food industry is driven by profit, not because the human beings who who are forced to consume American foods are the problem. Right. But wait, but something something you said about um like the triggers that are that are like uncovered like are sort of out there everywhere. I was watching, um, I don't remember who, oh, it was on the Great British Bake Off. One of the judges was show. like, I know, was like, they said that like a certain type of food is fattening or type of cookie or pastry, whatever. And oh, yes, I was just yes. thinking, I'm like, I'm like, what a strange way to describe a food because I like one cookie, one, said it. Yeah, one <laughs> cookie, one food is not going to fatten you. Like it's physically not possible. I don't I think she meant that there is a lot of fat in it. There is a lot of butter in that. But who is it? But fattening fattening the word itself is like a word that projects onto the the thing that is being fattened. I know. But I think that was inherently fattening. It's not fattening itself. So it's so bizarre. Like the language is really 
there is a lot of language that like projects that food onto to, to the result of guilty what's going to happen pleasure. when you eat it. Guilty pleasure. I hate, I, yeah, there's so there's so there's like cheat a, you can make a meal dictionary cheat meal. Of, Who are you cheating? What are you cheating? You're not cheating on taxes. But 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 who, but what is the cheating? The che- the cheating it cheating implies that someone is being cheated. Who is being cheated? The diet is being cheated. You're, but the diets, big, the big diet. Who is the, the diet? <laughs> the big diet in the sky. Yeah, yeah. We're we're the whoever whatever is like help ma- implanting these ideas in our head is being cheated. But who? <laughs> okay Ooh. okay <laughs> but um, okay i think that it comes down to like i would okay here's another one i was good i was bad it's like you weren't good or bad like like why are you qualifying all of your behaviors as good or bad is that healthy is that a healthy way to live your life Right. I, I think also just to pull it out further, speaking of health, is this definition of what health is also our obsession with being healthy and what that means. Um, to me, the way that I have learned to define now health is truly balance is is and balance doesn't mean doing the same thing every single day like it this in in the same kind of which I used like to pie chart. Yeah. Um, and Turkey then slices for breakfast. Yeah. Salad but, for lunch, 365 calories. Right. Health for me <laughs> is, is working on um, not being stressed is removing triggers that give me anxiety, noticing what gives me anxiety. I find that when I have anxiety, I tend to then eat, um, not according to my intuition <laughs> or, you know, so it's, it's really like finding what makes me kind of feel good and noticing that those behaviors kind of come hand in hand, like those, like healthy behaviors promote healthy behaviors. And when I say healthy, I mean balanced. And when I, when I f- pinpoint the things that make me go off balance or unhealthy, it's usually mental health things. And that's, again, brings us back to the original point that this is, this is a progress in mental health. And this is something making ourselves, bettering ourselves is not, has nothing to do with what we eat. It's our relationship with what we eat and our relationship with our mind to what we eat. And uh, like, and and reframing our intentions when, when we're hungry, not to say, Oh, I'm, I'm so good. Like you said, Sammy, I'm, I'm hungry. I made it to, 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 wow, I I need, wow. My body needs some food. I should give it, give my body some food. It's, it's saying that calories are good. (laughs) We need them not bad. Like we should try to eat all zero calorie things. It's health is also not being afraid of gaining weight and not thinking that you're going to gain weight because you ate like a f- one pint of fish food in a night. Like it's, it's health is exploring why you ate the pint of fish food that night 
fish food ice cream, by the way. I'm, I'm not talking about like actual Literally food fish. for a fish. <laughs> I mean, Ben and Jerry's fish food, the best flavor. Um, it's, it's exploring what, what made you do that and trying to understand and give me, and, and, and being compassionate. And that's really, that to me is, is health. Yeah. I mean, I think the diet industry has co-opted the term like bettering yourself, like you're making yourself better. Like, okay. Like that isn't, that's also inherently fat phobic to assume that better equals smaller, thinner, lower, fewer calories consumed. Like I feel better mentally now that I don't have to every single day live in fear of what I will eat. And I don't, I used to look forward to the day ending so that I could like close my calorie app down and I would get increasingly anxious at night about will I will I break it? Will I break it? Like will I make it through the end of the day without breaking it? And like I guess we can just and checking right it over and over again. Checking it. Yeah, I guess I can just because that's the only validation and like high that you can get from from dieting, which is an addiction. Um staring at photos of yourself too. But yeah, we can transition to non-scale wins because I think this is like a good time to share it. But mm-hmm. I have not binged in we- weeks. Like I have not That's had great. an actual binge in weeks. And to talk about like to just to just give like one very, very large piece of progress that has like already happened for me is that like, okay, I never used to be able to keep food in my house. Like before I lived with Avi, my fridge was empty other than condiments. And like even sometimes the condiments into something gross to make, to like feed myself. Okay. So I couldn't trust myself to have one item that was like delicious or could be made into something. I couldn't trust myself to have anything in my home. When I li- like when I moved in with Avi, I, I could only trust myself to have vegetables or like turkey or eggs, things that like I would not want to binge. And that's not normal. Like that's not normal. And, and if I did bring something into the house, I would eat it immediately. Like it would be gone that day, that night before I went to sleep, whether that's a pint of ice cream, a quart of ice cream, an entire cake. Like I would make myself sick. You've all heard me say that. Yeah, I have. Okay. So since doing this, I've started buying whatever I want. So now I sent you a picture of my, my pantry. I have like, so I have Halloween bags of Halloween candy. I have multiple flavors of ice cream. I have cookies. I have chips. I have everything. And I have not binged once I eat like a little bit when I want it or a lot when I want it. But like, I have not actually like gone out of control or overeaten since then and like I'm just I love that's that's huge that's amazing congratulations (laughs) thank you because also like I know you but anybody who's listened to the podcast maybe a year ago you would speak to any expert (laughs) who would come on and be like but what you there's there what's gonna make me stop eating like blueberries like pints and pints of blueberries over the garbage (laughs) like and that's just binge yeah that's just activity I will literally take a photo of what, well, we went upstate, but like what the food, like we have here that we brought here, like there's so much ice cream in this house. There's so much shit that I want or like in theory would want, but I actually, when I say want, like I actually don't want it. Like it's here if I want it. Right. That right. Yes. I also, I've done something similar is that like, I don't wait until I finish some ice cream to buy another one to make sure that I have it. 
me too. I so started that- buying, I bought like two of everything because I didn't want to like feel like, oh, if I get to the end and of it's this, it's not like- done yet. It's still there. And I'm like, wow, I've not, I've never known this, this, I've never seen this alien where yeah. it's just like, I have it and it's fine. It's frozen. It'll be fine. Get some freezer burn. Maybe I don't even like it that much. Maybe right. that's why I don't, you know, maybe I don't need it. Um, like I, I used to never understand people who could like have all that stuff in their house because I, I would be like, how do you not just eat all of it? Like at once. Right. And now I am one of them. Like it's kind well, of crazy. And it really only took me like a, two months, a month and a half. It goes, I'm just telling you, it goes in waves, but it yeah, goes in, it, right. It I'm feels- sure. It feels amazing. And also there, it takes a while. Like I used to, I was trying to explore Oreos, right? I was trying mm-hmm. to un- explore, do I even like them? Or is there such like, yeah, there's such like an anti-diet food that um, I've avoided them, restricted food that I've avoided them. And so in the beginning, I would, I would go through them so fast and now I have it there, you know, I'll eat one if I want, maybe I'll eat one, right. two, another day. It's never in this, in this, I feel like I've truly achieved neutral, like neutrality with Oreos. <laughs> yeah, because like Oreo you neutrality. Can, yeah, because you can start to like once you realize like it's there, and I'm not going to take it away from myself. And that's why the the body acceptance is key because you need to trust that you're not going to take it away in the future because that's what allows you to keep it there. Like and and trust that you won't gain weight if you if you eat it too. Right. Right. Exactly. Like it becomes so much easier to ask yourself, like, what do I really want? And then it almost becomes like disrespectful of yourself to, to overeat or not to, I don't want to say overeat because obviously like sometimes you do, but like I actually have stopped putting myself into pain because which is just, which is disrespectful of myself. I don't trust myself enough that I need that, that I will allow myself to have this tomorrow that I need to eat it all right now. And that was causing me pain. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. What's your non-scale win? My non-scale win is very like nuanced. Um, r- this morning, l- literally IRL in real time non-scale win. This morning, um, we had a, a meeting in the morning, and I and I knew we had right from this meeting we had this podcast. And right before that, I wasn't like that hungry, um, and I just made myself coffee. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I immediately felt that like. Oh, you know, just don't eat breakfast. Keep it light. Keep you'll, it light. You'll, you'll, yeah, yeah. In, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. You're going to have a great intermittent fasting day. And, you know, just coffee's enough. And then I was like, I literally spoke to that voice. And I was like, I'm going to be hungry and hangry if I don't eat something right now. Um, and I'm not going to have a good episode. I'm not going to be able to concentrate during my meeting. And let me just have just like a little cereal. Holds me over. Or would I have cereal with some yogurt and hold me over and and then see how you feel after? And I did. And that was such an amazing moment because it was I like tapped into every like kind of intuitive like space decision making thing that I could have. I was like, I considered my hunger. I considered how I'd feel later, how it would go on my mood. What am I in the mood for? What am I not in the mood for? And I like, cause one of my favorite chapters in it, intuitive eating is the one about like, like the food police or like mm-hmm. the, the voices in your head. Um, like the dot, like there's the, you guys should re- yeah. really just fucking read it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's really quick read. And, and that's, that's kind of the way that I approached that situation was from like an anthropologic standpoint. I was just exploring how I'm feeling without judging, without judgment. And here I am. I don't feel hungry. I had a little bit, something to eat. I'm able to concentrate and it's neither good nor bad. It just is. It is. (laughs) Right. And it doesn't it, need to be I like mean, the drama of it doesn't need to drive your morning. And who knows if I hadn't eaten, I maybe would have eaten way too much right after. Is right. that healthy? Tell me, is that for everybody who's saying, oh, you know, intermittent fasting, it's unhealthy to eat in the morning. Maybe what about eating way, 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 way too much because you're hungry and not really like eating what you f- want to be eating a, a, a balanced meal. Right. So, well, I mean, when you think about it biologically, like, some days you might want to intermittently fast naturally. Some days maybe you really don't. And imposing that on yourself maybe isn't good. I, well, I'm we just saying it's, like- a, it's a way to approach kind of your life in like a way, in the way that it fits. If I didn't have this podcast to record or a meeting, maybe I would have waited a little bit longer to eat because I wasn't hungry in that moment. But I, but I knew that I would have been... Re- because it would have been like three hours later and I knew that I would have been starving and hangry and I know I can't concentrate when I'm hungry and I know I get in a bad mood when I'm hungry. So it was just like, let's just, let's just give you what you need and move on with our day. (laughs) And it was great. You mentioned cereal earlier. That is another food that like was very off limits. And and now I eat it for breakfast. Like, 
granted, I eat like kind of fakeish um, healthy cereal. Like I mix. I, I got this um, special K like protein <laughs> cereal, and I eat it. With, just just go with me on this. And you know, I like fiber one. So I mix those two because I was I was at, when I was younger, I used to mix like four cereals because <laughs> I was like, I need all of the tastes because I was like, I'm not going to be able to have all of them. So I just want them all at oh. once. Um, so sometimes now I just mix it. And then I from Trader Joe's, they have these like dried out strawberries. They're just strawberries, just dried out. And I put them in and I add my milk and I feel good. Yeah, I finished a box of life, but I'm also like, I feel like right now next I can move on to Rice Krispies or Cheerios. Yeah, I found that night Rice Krispies. Like I love the I love, I love when rice it crunches. Krispies. Yeah, but it but doesn't. When it gets it, soggy. It's gross. It's gross, and it also just doesn't like hold you over for any amount. I haven't of time. had it in years. Honestly. It's like air. Um, but they're good. What they need is some marshmallow and molded into a treat. <laughs> I wonder what those are called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to get one. I haven't had. Yeah, one I'm actually really hungry. I, I didn't, <laughs> okay, I actually had kind of a, the same thought before because we have the same meeting, yeah. and I didn't grab anything to eat because I was like, I'm not hungry right now. <laughs> yeah, but hope but now, now you just now you get to figure out what you want to eat. Um, well, I hope this was like good and a good episode for those who, especially for the people who are writing a thread on in the Facebook group, um, and. I hope this just kind of explains to you guys where we're at. We're not trying to like push any type of fucking agenda on anyone. We're just trying to explain or express to you guys where we're at. Um, Again, we started this podcast. Diet starts tomorrow. It was a reflection of like the way we ate. Um, And now we're eating a little differently and we can't, we have to talk about how, what we're doing, you know? Um, but we're going to continue to bring on experts and guests and people who have all different types of perspectives and who can teach us something because Sammy and I, you know, we're not the experts. We're just the people with you kind of living it. Um, so please continue to email us, continue to share your, um, opinions, continue. uh, You can DM me and Sammy at Aileen at Sammy at die starts tomorrow Definitely email DST at Betches.com if you have any more feedback, if you want us to talk about something, um, if there's uh, if you have a completely also, different perspective that you think needs to be heard, like we'd love to read it. Um, well, yeah. I think it also just kind of goes without saying that like wellness, weight, physicality, body image are also really sensitive topics and nothing that we ever say here is meant insensitively or judgmentally or, um, you know, to kind of like knock anyone off of what they're doing. It's really just about like what we're doing and what we've (laughs) been experiencing. And yeah, I mean, we've been in a lot of, you know, we've been through a lot of phases in the wellness world and it obviously like consumes a great deal of our headspace. So for sure. And and we really just want to be here for the, you know, the people who feel the same way, whether, you know, regardless of whether you're doing what we're doing or not. So, I mean, yeah, listen to our tagline. We're here. We're with you through thick. We heal and with thin. you. Oh. And we heal. No, that's the other tagline. <laughs> well, we're with you through thick and thin, whatever, whatever size you are, like whatever you want to do. We're like here. But the things that we're doing are it's just where we're at right now. So again, guys go rate, review, subscribe, 
Email us DST at Betches.com. Follow us at Die Star Smart with Aileen at Sammy. Um, join our Facebook group. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Die Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Die Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to DST at Betches.com. Betches.